At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The T-Biz podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. AVPA announces 37 gold medals for teas and herbal infusions. The sixth annual Teas of the World contest winners are featured in videos online. Coca-Cola India and Luxme Tea relaunch Honest Iced Tea. And Sri Lanka urges smallholders to increase planting density. Tea retailer Paper and Tea has emerged from the pandemic with renewed vigor, opening seven new stores in 2022, including their first retail location outside Germany. The Vienna store was a catalyst as the Berlin-based tea merchant has since opened airy storefronts in Zurich, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, and soon in Oslo, Norway. With more to come, there are now 30 locations across Europe, 23 of which are in Germany. High ceilings and large windows have a captivating effect on passers-by, attracted to their brightly lit interiors, colorful displays, and a wide variety of fine teas to sample. Today, we are joined by tea sommelier Eduardo Molina, Head of Experience for P&T, the man who is responsible for creating an alluring experience for every customer visit. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Results of the sixth Teas of the World contest organized by the Paris-based Agency for the Valorization of Agricultural Products, AVPA, were announced Saturday, November 18th. The aim of the competition is to recognize the gastronomic value of teas and herbal teas, as well as to promote the discovery of new products. As AVPA President Philippe Juglar put it, 
in his introductory remarks during the online ceremony, taking part means, quote, encountering the French gastronomic experience, an art of aromas that we recognize in our wines and in our perfumes, too, end quote. This year, Asia was again strongly represented with winning teas from China, Taiwan, Japan, India, Sri Lanka, Laos, Vietnam, and Indonesia. North and South American tea growers from the USA, Brazil, Peru, and Colombia, and from Europe, Portugal, Netherlands, Jersey, France, and Germany, along with Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and Russia, were also represented. Small producers accounted for 77% of competitors. The expert technical jury, followed by the gastronomic jury, both chaired by Karine Baudry, chose the best among 200 samples of single-variety teas and more than 100 infusions, blends, and scented teas. The single-variety teas were divided into subcategories— 124 teas received awards, including 26 gourmet gold medals, 59 gourmet silver medals, 25 gourmet bronze medals, and 44 gourmet diplomas. Taiwan dominated the competition, winning 17 gourmet gold awards. Three new countries reached the top of the podium. France, with black tea from Breton Plantation, Peru with a black pearl tea from the Inkatera plantation, and Laos with a wild sun-dried green tea from GRET, the Koamen Tea Project. Forty-three prizes were awarded among the infusions, blends, and flavored teas, including 11 gourmet gold, 8 gourmet silver, and 7 gourmet bronze medals. An additional 17 entries received a gourmet diploma. Portugal distinguished itself at the highest level for the excellence of its infusions, as did South Africa with rooibos from Carmian Tea. A cognac barrel-impregnated tea from Barrel Tea in the Netherlands was also awarded a gourmet gold. Indonesian, Vietnamese, and Taiwanese brands stood out for their infusions and flavored and unflavored teas alongside French tea houses. On November 8th, AVPA will host an awards presentation for winners who are able to travel to Paris. Visit the T-Biz website or AVPA to download a complete set of winners. Luxme Tea Company, owners of Machiavari Tea Estate, will supply the organic green tea used in making bottled honest tea by Coca-Cola India and Southwest Asia subsidiary Honest Inc. The tea is available in two flavors, lemon tulsi and mango. A spokesman for Coca-Cola said the launch will offer Indian customers wider beverage options in a convenient format. Quote, we are thrilled to introduce our new ready-to-drink iced green tea. Honest Tea offers consumers a unique experience of great-tasting green tea. End quote. Sales of the Honest Tea brand were discontinued in the U.S. two years ago. A memorandum of understanding was signed between the two companies during the Bengal Global Business Summit this week. 
smallholders must carefully allocate land use to ensure that their kitchen gardens, feed for livestock, and cash crops generate maximum yields. In decades past, tea plants were widely spaced in rows that averaged about 8,600 plants per hectare. That's about 3,900 plants per acre. Plant densities have since increased to between 9,000 and 11,000 plants per hectare, which is about 5,000 plants per acre. This week, Sri Lanka's Minister of Agriculture and Plantation Industries instructed the Tea Small Holdings Development Authority to promote high-density tea cultivation to achieve a five-fold increase in green leaf production per acre. The high-density system relies on modern technology to monitor soil conditions and plant health. Mechanical harvesting lowers labor expenses and contributes to the gains. Growers in hilly Sri Lanka typically plant 6,500 bushes per acre. That's about 14,300 plants per hectare. Ample water and new clonals increase plant densities to 13,000 plants per acre, about 28,600 plants per hectare. Yields from 52 test fields, carefully monitored by researchers, are as high as 1,500 kilos of green leaf per acre, about 3,300 kilos per hectare. In the past, tea bushes on traditional dry farms yielded only 300 kilos of green leaf per acre. Sri Lanka's high-density cultivation system improves yields while minimizing water and fertilizer. The Tea Research Institute of Sri Lanka estimates that tea fields plucked at least four times a year will yield between 800 and 1,400 kilos per hectare of made tea annually. Sri Lanka has experienced several setbacks recently and is seeking to boost output to maximize yield. Next, Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru presents this week's India Update. News from India for the week ending 25th November 2023. It's been a quiet week here, perhaps the aftermath of Diwali, also perhaps because of the Cricket World Cup, which ended last week and saw India make it to the finals. The world of Indian tea has also been rather quiet, and we take this time to catch up on other developments that have been taking place. Our first news comes from Bookborn Taj Mahal a brand owned by Hindustan Unilever. The brand has always associated with classical music. One of its most popular campaigns in the past featured the tabla maestro Zakir Hussain. And continuing with this close association with music, in particular Hindustani music, the brand recently put up a billboard in Vijayawada in South India, a city chosen for being an important market for the company. With the monsoon in full swing, the billboard doubles up as a santur or a string instrument. And when it rains, the scooped handles fill up with water and act as weights that sound the notes, producing a tune known as the Rag Meg Malhar, a song of the rains. This billboard has earned the brand and entering the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest innovative installation to interact with the environment. Our second piece of news this week comes from Northeast India, where Mekli Tea India, a startup from Manipur State, has decided to embark on a project to promote tea tourism. 
Manipur and India's Far East borders Assam. The state was earlier in the news this year due to ethnic violence between two groups, the Mete and the Kuki. But keeping this aside, the state has great natural beauty. Poppy cultivation has been a long-standing socio-economic problem. Michael T is trying to address this by replacing poppy, which is cultivated on 7,500 hectares, with tea cultivation in the hope that it will address several issues, including employment, community welfare, and also improving the state's GDP. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello. I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. Tea retailer Paper and Tea has emerged from the pandemic with renewed vigor, opening seven new stores in 2022, including their first retail location outside Germany. The Vienna store was a catalyst as the Berlin-based tea merchant has since opened airy storefronts in Zurich, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, and soon in Oslo, Norway with more to come. There are now 30 locations across Europe, 23 of which are in Germany. High ceilings and large windows have a captivating effect on passers-by, attracted to their brightly lit interiors, colorful displays, and a wide variety of fine teas to sample. Today, we are joined by tea sommelier Eduardo Molina, head of experience for P&T, the man who is responsible for creating an alluring experience for every customer visit. Tea is well-suited to experiential retail, a type of physical retail marketing that offers customers experiences beyond browsing. Tea retailers worldwide are experimenting with sophisticated sampling, live music, art, interactive displays, video walls, and even making cameras available for consumers to record and share their experiences. Eduardo, 37, is originally from Chile, a narrow coastal country whose people drink more tea than any country in South America. Eduardo embraced the tea-drinking culture, discovering his passion for tea while working in hospitality at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Santiago in 2007. He has since traveled extensively in the tea lands. Quote, the culture and history of tea is fascinating, end quote, he says. His special focus is training. Quote, I love training people how to present, sell, and tell stories about tea, end quote, says Eduardo. 
He has 10 years of retail experience, including three years as the co-founder and tissomier of Adagio Teas in Chile. He taught at the Chilean Tea Academy and joined P&T in Berlin in May 2018 as product manager for new business development. As head of tea experience, he is responsible for marketing the new properties and training staff. He leads the team that creates the in-store experience at every location, including the company's soon-to-open 31st store. Welcome to the program, Eduardo. Why would someone operating a tea shop consider experience for retail? What benefits does it hold? Well, I think it, it, it depends a lot on the kind of product that you're offering. Not every product can be described as one of the best examples to actually put on a show like this one, which is what we are trying to do in our stores. So our main idea is when, when somebody steps into one of our stores uh, to leave an experience that they will always remember and to leave an experience that they will share with other people. I had the most amazing experience and that starts from the, pro- from the welcoming. We kind of hire a, a type of personality, so to speak. Uh, people that are uh, that are easygoing, people that are smiley, uh, people that are full of good energy. Not necessarily uh, tea drinking people. Yeah, we we do have a lot of uh, tea nerds joining our team, but it, it, for us, it's not a requirement to drink tea. It, we know we will convert them anyway, the same way we attract them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a given. Being inside of the, this atmosphere, this environment, will we'll turn you into a tea drinker anyway. So for a person that walks into a store and tries shoes or tries a T-shirt on or tries um, a sweater on, it's nothing new. Yeah. So you do need to make a difference. And that difference usually happens uh, with the sensitivity, with with the with the senses, with smelling something that you haven't smelled in a while, yeah, or smelling something that will remind you of a moment that you live in the past, or tasting something that you have never tasted before. We play with with those things. Uh, from the moment we, we welcome somebody in the store, or we, from the moment we grab them from the outside of the street and we bring them in, because we're tra- actually trying to attract people our, the whole design of the stores, uh, it's very inviting, very warm, very welcoming. Our windows are very bright that you can actually see inside the store, see, like, see what's happening in order to awake the curiosity. And once they are in, the process starts. So with a welcome, with a tea, we created, so we have uh, something in every store right now in the new stores. Uh, we've opened 28 in a year. So we opened 28 in six countries. So it's been crazy. So almost every second week there is an opening. And the center in, of every store there is what we call the tea bar. Yeah? And I know, I know having a place to taste tea in a tea store is no a groundbreaking idea. <laughs> like that's not, is not a first thing, of course. But the, the way we present it, I would say it's, um, it's very, it's a little bit, uh, so we are, we are a modern company. Paper and tea is 12 years old. So we are not 150 year old. 
We don't, uh, we're not a traditional tea house, so we're not a Chinese tea house or we're not a Japanese tea house. We're a European company, modern company run by young people, and we want to create a concept that is, that is contemporary. We want people to enjoy tea. We want people to bring tea into their lifestyle and make it part of their normal life. We want to make tea just another part of their routine, so to speak. I see bright windows and an inviting storefront. You're conveying energy and exploration. Who's attracted to that, and why do you think they come into the store? It's someone that likes pretty things. (laughs) And and somebody with a certain level of curiosity. As I said, we, we are not a place only for tea drinkers. We actually, we believe we have the challenge to, to create new tea drinkers. We want people to walk into the store and even if you don't drink tea, you will start because you feel that the atmosphere is so nice and you want to be part of it. I've seen a lot of people that they, from the moment they step in, they say they don't drink tea. But at the end, they buy the tea pot, they buy a couple of teas, and they go home like, okay, I want, I want to relieve the experience. I want to do it to my friends because I'm surprised. I want to do it to my family. So it's uh, also like a little bit of like this, like a chain effect. I think it's also how every store uh, that has opened, uh, it's, it's the, es- the escalation is like very uh, exponential. Yeah, like every week we have more people coming back, coming back, coming back because they heard about a friend that we have opened or they saw it in social media that we were close by. Um, and it's uh, very nice with, with the feeling that, that, that happens in the stores. We have also, uh, we, I have to recognize we, uh, in, in the process of doing this, um, because a lot of people have, have come to me and say like, so paper and tea is doing pretty well. Because you're opening so many stores. It's like, no, 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 we're not doing well yet. We have an idea. We have a, a commitment. And we put ourselves the challenge. And we believe that people have to experience tea. It doesn't matter how beautiful our website is. You have to experience it. You have to smell it. You have to taste it. And that's the reason why we're opening stores. We want, because we want to be in every corner to have the chance to make you live the experience yeah, of drinking tea, of preparing tea, of talking to you. And that's what that's the reason why we're opening so many stores. And the commitment of our, our leadership is actually to open in very strategic locations. So we are opening in the main streets uh, in, in downtown. So very specific locations that are, there is a lot of flow, a lot of people passing by, which is also a really positive things. It, it, it helps the, uh, it helps to the success of these openings. Edwana, will you talk a bit about how you operate these stores? Good revenue is a good thing, but you have to have invested a lot in training staff and helping customers understand how tea works so that they have interesting stories to share when they leave the store. Exactly. Absolutely. I think, um, as I, as I said, tea is a product that offers the possibility uh, to create this moment and make people live these unique experiences. But tea is also a very complex product, yeah? And in order to make those experiences possible, 
you need very knowledgeable people. You need people that that understands the product, uh, that knows uh, the different nuances, the differences between. Because of course the the assortment is always complex. We have roughly eighty different teas. From those eighty teas, we are uh, I would say sixty percent pure teas, forty percent blends. We have teas from twelve different origins, um, and from those origins from different regions. So. Uh, there is a certain degree of complexity and that we, we manage it through a lot of training. For us, we see our stores are as more than just a shop where I go and I just buy tea. It's, or I buy a product. It's, it's a play, it, for us, it's like a space where, where you get to leave these experiences. We look for people that have worked in hotels, that have worked in restaurants, that have worked in, maybe they don't have selling experience. But we need this this blend of people. We need people that maybe are very good with communication and selling, and we need people that can move very confidently behind the bar. Because the whole preparation, um, it will only impress if it's with confidence, yeah? and if you know what you're doing, if you know the steps, right. and if you do it naturally, right? So let's talk about the downsides. There must be additional costs. Can you recover the added expense? So uh, there is a lot of time that goes invested in training, a lot of resources that have to be invested for a store to be fully running uh, and be like confident that the, the store can, can function by itself without somebody being there. The rotation is pretty big. So sometimes it happens that you made the investment of, of doing trainings uh, and then people don't stay. So no. that's always a, a, a big, a big tricky, but I mean, it's part of the business. We know, we know how it is. So we, we always have to be like, try to be a little one step ahead uh, and trying to make things also things, the best conditions also for, for the workers. We basically, we, we are, Flying the, we are building the plane while, while flying. A lot of things that we are still creating are still in, in the making. Although we've already started building the stores and we already did the openings and we already are in the other countries, we are still creating new concepts. We are still, there is still a lot of standards to be established, which can, can be seen, of course, as a, as a downside. But on the other hand, for somebody that has the the energy to come and create something from scratch, it's also very, very motivational. The very first store, I, I say the old new stores, yeah, because it's the the first stores we started opening a year ago. And you visit a store that opened last week, yeah, you can notice the difference. Because in every store, we were learning there has been a lot of trying and error, and and I think that has given us a, a, an extremely good experience. Uh, and, and and now we kind of feel like we are each time we're closer yeah, to right. the to how it's supposed to be. We're not quite there yet, and we're yeah. excited that we're not quite there yet because then it would get boring. Visiting one of your shops is a premium experience, and so you have to charge a premium. Teabag prices can't cover the cost of the kind of service, the more expensive locations, and the training. Merchandise sales certainly play a part. How much do you have to charge to make it work? I'm not the person that puts the prices. So I'm, 
there is, of course, there are, there are a lot of like price strategies in what we, what we do. But as you say, uh, that's completely right. I mean, the price of the tea, what we charge is not the price of the tea. What we charge is the whole experience that somebody leaves. It's like when you go to a Michelin star restaurant, it's not the, the little piece of avocado you get is the way it's presented, is how it's served, how, how, how was kept before it's it's a whole the whole experience that you are that you are paying once again we we want to talk to everybody we want to bring new people into the world of tea so uh, within our assortment we have different lines and categories so we have what are like our master blends which are of course more affordable uh, a teen of um, it depends on the Tea variety, but roughly between 70 and 100 grams cost 15 euros for us. So I don't know how much is that in dollar. But well, right now it's pretty much like 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it's almost 1-1. <laughs> one, one. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1.2, yeah. What's the price of your most expensive tea? Is it perhaps a dollar a gram? I think right now, yeah, that's, that might be uh, a Korean black tea that we have. Yeah. And that would be uh, roughly, I would say, a euro per gram because it's like we like the tin with 40, 40, 40 grams. It's roughly like yeah, forty euros, yeah. and that would be like the the the, the top luck. But we are we're working on some other things that might be even more expensive. So. <laughs> Intrigued by what you've heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Atavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.